I'm Becky. What's your name? <laughs> nice to meet you. <laughs> um, so it's my first time here. Give me a cheer if it's your first time here. <laughs> few, few. Um, I don't know about you, but when I when I arrived, because um, it was my first time, I just got really quickly um, shown around the place uh, by this guy who was like half man, half bull. It was a minotaur. <laughs> Don't get used to jokes. That's <laughs> the last one. From me. From me. Probably from the other people. It'd be fine. Um, so, what should we talk about? Should we talk about my outfit? <laughs> <laughs> oh, thanks. What's your name? Ray. Ray. Thanks very much, Ray. Um, everyone else just laughed, you fucking weirdos. I look, I look amazing. Um, there's just something about, um, about living in Bristol um, that just makes you want to dress like a slave trader. <laughs> I said it. I don't know if, you, if, that's, if I'm allowed to say that, but I fucking did. So um, that's that. Next on the agenda... Guys, we're flying through this. <laughs> we're going to be out of here by nine o'clock. <laughs> um, so um, I, um, I used to uh, do comedy under the name Becky Bumface, in case you're wondering where you've seen me before. And, um, and the reason that I performed as Becky Bumface is because um, for four years I was a secondary school science teacher. So I had an alias, uh, Becky Bumface. And um, so the kids wouldn't find out. Um, but I don't need that anymore because I quit my job. <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, I actually, interesting story, I had to leave teaching um, because I developed an unhealthy addiction to crying. <laughs> whilst driving home via KFC drive through <laughs> And the great thing about crying whilst going through KFC drive through is the people who work there just don't give a shit. <laughs> um, it's like, it's happening every day. Just <laughs> people <laughs> going to KFC like, I'm going to kill myself the slow way. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, so, um, give me a cheer if you've got a job. <laughs> Ray, what do you do for a job? I employ myself. You employ yourself. <laughs> oh. What do you employ yourself as? Okay, it's a whole long story. We'll talk about I'll talk about it to in, in the break, and then like I'll come back and tell you all the sordid details. Um, uh, who else have we got in? Give me a cheer! Give me a cheer for your teacher. Hey. <laughs> where, where? You're a teacher. What do you teach? I teach uh, philosophy. 
philosophy at the university. Now, at this point, it looks like we've planned this because it's clearly part of this setup. But guys, this is this is all like um, this is happening live. We haven't prepared this. <laughs> Can you believe it? It's this high quality. Uh, you teach philosophy at the university. Um, what are the contact hours for philosophy? Um, for me, because I'm just a seminar tutor, um, it's, uh, you can occasionally book an hour a week, otherwise it's just the seminars. Guys, for only £9,000 a year, <laughs> you could get an hour a week of philosophy <laughs> tutoring. I can sign up now. Um, that's good, isn't it? Um, have we got any... Um, Give me a cheer if you hate your job. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you do for a job? <laughs> it's all very in-house, guys. <laughs> Actually, no, let's come on. Give me a cheer if you love your job. <laughs> I don't believe that any of you have jobs. <laughs> Oh, God damn you all. Okay, fine, fine. If you don't want to do audience interaction, we fucking won't. We will. I will get you <laughs> at some point. I will. Um, I, um, I actually... Uh, I, I got a new job, actually. I was, I was unemployed for quite a while. It was like three months. And I have to say, I thought it would get really boring, but I really, really loved being unemployed, apart from the crippling depression. <laughs> Um, but I got a new job, and um, I won't go into what it is because it's none of your fucking business. But um, I, it's quite stressful. Like, um, there's a lot to do in a day, a lot to fit in, um, and just like constantly on the to-do list, prioritizing things. And um, I've developed like a physical reaction to this stress, which is just this like retching cough. Um, so, and I just thought, like, well done, body. I'm dealing with stress, and you're just helping me out by just making me just around the house. It really helps um, soothe that stress. Shopping on. <laughs> I was just saying to the acts, like, I love it when you just kill the room and then, like, let's bring someone on now. Um, <laughs> what else can we talk about? Um, has anyone... Um, I am going to run out of stuff if I keep talking for too long. Has anyone um, been doing the Marie Kondo thing? Woo! Someone's been... Give me a wave. Where was it? Where was it? Who's been Marie Kondoing? <laughs> Hi. <laughs> What's your name? Hi, Ben. Um, and are you, are you all the way through the process? Are you mid-process? Does your room look like you've been robbed? Um, I, I bought the book and I want to finish it before I start. Uh, yeah, that's really good. Um... I, no conversations, thank you. Um, <laughs> I, um, I got her book on, on, on like audio, audible, audible. I got her book on audible um, like way before it was trendy. Um, but I did only make it halfway through. So basically it does look like I've been robbed um, by Marie Kondo. Um, but I got, I got to the point where, you know, like clear out all your stuff that doesn't bring you joy, put it in the back garden, burn it, fuck the environment. Um, but um, I do think that Marie Kondo has the uh, cold dead eyes of a killer. 
And I don't know if you've seen her TV show, but I imagine the bit that they don't show you is like a few weeks later, because um, she's, she's really tiny as well, isn't she? A few weeks later where she like crawls in through the cat flap and murders the whole family. <laughs> um, that is the show that I want to see. Um, on that note, I'm going to bring on our first amazing act. She's incredible. Um, she, uh, she was doing gigs when I started and she's just an absolute joy to behold. Uh, your first act is Eliza Fraser. Give it up! <laughs> Absolute joy to behold. Fuck me, that's the first time that's been said. I am so hungover, guys. It's not going to be a joy <laughs> for anyone. Uh, hello. Um, it's a Sunday. I'm so hungover. I've driven back from Oxford and I'm trying not to cry. How are we all doing? Yeah. Good. Um, okay. <laughs> so uh, I've recently become single, which I have to say I'm loving, right? I've joined Tinder lately, which... Like, okay, lots of people talk about Tinder, and I feel like it's something you can't really talk about that much on stage, because A, it's hack, B, it's quite hard to make an original joke about Tinder clever, like, it's quite difficult, and also I fucking love Tinder, guys, oh my god, it's amazing, right? Um, I've met four people, I've met four people, or been on four dates with people, and what's really weird is they all have something in common, um, I banged them, so... <laughs> I fucking love it, guys. Basically, my dating strategy is not really a dating strategy. It's now just a vaginal tour of the Southwest. <laughs> That's what I realised I'm doing, which is a bit concerning, but also so much fun. Um, yeah, and like, lots of people are like, oh, Tinder's a bit like window shopping. And I'm like, guys, do you know what window shopping is? Window shopping is where you go to a place, look at stuff, don't want to get anything out of it and leave. That's not how I do Tinder. That is not what I'm doing, guys. But it's interesting because I'm learning a bit about how to do like, I've never done dating in my life, ever. Um, and it's interesting because I'm having to learn, like, things that I've known about, but I'm not really experienced. Basically, I was ghosted, right, recently. Um, and bear in mind, again, I've met this person and then he ghosted me. So what I'm saying is, it's a really weird way of telling me that I'm intimidatingly good in bed. <laughs> like, that's the only reason I can think he's done this. And it's interesting because I was thinking about it and I was like, it's not. It's one of these things that I think has been misnamed. Because ghosts, right? If you think of a ghost, what a ghost does is it's someone who's died but doesn't really want to leave the realm. So it just comes back every now and then to haunt you, which is literally the opposite of ghosting. Because ghosting is when there's someone definitely alive and definitely still on fucking social media who's just not talking to you. It's literally the opposite. Like if ghosting was the right thing, what it would be is you'd just be in your house and every now and then some bloke would turn up and maybe throw a plate at the wall. That's, that's actual ghosting. Right, if ghosting was... And on the flip side, like, if, if ghosting... If, if ghosts were what ghosting is, you'd get, like, an hour and a half into the Casper, like, pretty much to the end, and everyone would be like, who the fuck's the friendly ghost? Like, what's going on? Who's Casper? Better joke for that, that's fine. Maybe Ghostbusters. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, that's the bit about ghosting, guys. Uh, good. Also, what was really upsetting is the guy that I slept with and then ghosted me is a drummer, so it meant that everything was super, super quick in bed. I had no idea what was going on. <laughs> oh, my God. I, like, I don't even know if it was good. Basically, what happened was it started, and it was just a bit like... bit of hi-hat, and then it was like done, and I was like, what? <laughs> and the most upsetting thing about this is I can't now go back and be like, I just need to prove I'm good. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know if I did well. Um, good. Right, that's the bit about dating. God, I love it. It's so much fun. Uh, I have no shame. And also, my parents are watching me do comedy recently. are like, oh, God. <laughs> this is so awful. I'm like, yeah. I'm bringing back so many. Right, okay, good. So, 
Right, we've done the misnomer thing. Right, we're going to talk about something that I haven't done this material for a while. And it's because I don't really know how to lead into it because it's essentially a rant, guys. Are we ready? No, good. Um, like the thing is, because I'm my father's daughter completely, like I rant a lot, uh, past the point where it's of any use to anyone. And in fact, it's probably fairly detrimental. Like when you're trying to quit, but you have that cigarette after sex and you think, I have got to stop fucking people I meet in Weatherspoons. Oh, God. <laughs> Find them elsewhere, guys. Find them elsewhere. Basically, the thing I want to talk about is also, I feel, a missell, right? It's, it's Shakespeare. We're going to talk about Shakespeare, guys, because it's Sunday. And, God, I was too hungover to write any new material. So, um, it's Romeo and Juliet. We all know the story of Romeo and Juliet, right? Yeah. You got, did, you guys st did anyone study Romeo and Juliet at school? Yeah. Yeah, we're putting you through it again, guys. Basically, my issue that I have with Romeo and Juliet is that it's still taught in schools, right? And Romeo and Juliet is billed as the greatest love story ever told. Exactly. Absolutely right. It's a farce. It's a fucking farce. It hinges purely on the fact that Romeo doesn't get a letter in time. That's it. That's the fucking story. Like, and tits up is an understatement as to how the rest of this play goes down, right? It's absolutely, it's miscommunication. Essentially, the whole play is about miscommunication. And we have all done that thing where your partner has messaged you saying, okay, and you've got to think, like, they're not angry, they're not angry. It's just that they don't have time to say, fuck off and die, you stupid bitch. Like, it's just <laughs> miscommunication. We've all been guilty of it. Like, could you imagine if social media went down at this point? Teenagers are fucked. Teenagers are fucked. And this is another thing, right? Like, I don't know if you guys... Remember, like, in Romeo and Juliet, Juliet is just shy of her, 17th, uh, of her 14th birthday. She's a 13-year-old girl, right? 13. And Romeo, any age between 17 and 20. Which means that we are teaching girls a story that this man, like, is the, the person you're looking up to. And he's gone from, a like, a Lothario that you're meant to have in life to sex criminal. That's what he is, guys. He's just, like, absolutely rightly so. He's clearly taking advantage of a young woman who's just emerging into adulthood. Because let's not lie, that's a lot of hormones leading the charge. If you are willing to play dead for a man, you met at a party four days ago. <laughs> four days! Four fucking days, guys, it's absolutely ridiculous. And of course you shouldn't trust him anyway. Because at the beginning of the play, I don't know if you remember, he's in love with Rosaline. He's so deeply in love with Rosaline until he goes to a party, uninvited, because he's a prick. And he sees <laughs> across the room, through a fish tank. <laughs> he sees another woman, and he thinks, I'd rather fuck that. Actually, I'd rather fuck the child with the literal angel wings on his back. Like, it's absolutely ridiculous. This is not love at first sight, right? This is basically Fifty Shades of Grey, but with swords instead of whips, and with poetry instead of the worst fucking sentence structure ever been committed to the page. Like, it's a mental, mental play. Um, also, like, Rosaline, having just been essentially ghosted by Romeo, just fucks off. Doesn't question it at all. Like, yet another person, like, in the whole play where terrible things happen, and everyone's like... Okay, I guess that's how that goes. Like, it's like when you're watching a documentary and at the end, uh, it's just commissioned by Channel 5 and you're like, oh, I fucking wasted an hour and I... <laughs> Never getting that time back. Never getting that time back. Um, good, I've not done this for so long. Uh, that bit. Good. Sentence structure. Oh, it's just the final bit, basically, what I'm saying is that this is the story of a man who trades a woman in for a younger model and drives that younger model through marriage to kill herself. That's what this play is, right? Too soon, guys. That's fine. Understandable. Absolutely understandable. I did this, like, I did this set. Basically, I'm trying to revive this because I don't know if it's too angry, but also I need to do a show where I look intelligent, and I'm so not. Uh, and at the end, some woman came up to me, and she was like, 
Um, actually, I think you'll find, because I teach Romeo and Juliet, uh, and I think you'll find that actually what it is, is it's about loyalty to your clan and about love conquering all barriers. And I was like, I think you're thinking of West Side Story, love. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> <sighs> Fuck me. Okay, I don't know how long I've done. Um, I don't know what I've got left. God, it's not energy. Um, <laughs> right. How am I going to end on... <laughs> Something that's not just an angry rant about someone that died a long time ago. Um, good. Basically, uh, <laughs> what have I got? The thing is, I'm quite an angry person. Like that Romeo and Juliet thing is, like, I say I rant, I rant all the time. Like, I am an angry person. I think in my defence, there's a normal amount of anger just compressed into a small bird, which has just turned me into some kind of hairy, underdeveloped twat. That's this guy. Um, but it is really stupid things that piss me off, like the Romeo and Juliet thing. Like, I've worked in customer service for ages, and one thing that gets me is, hello, I'm Stephen with a PH. <laughs> well done, Stephen. We've all got a PH, mate. The only difference now is mine's slightly more acidic. You alkaline bell end, I don't know what he's bragging about. It's fucking weird. <laughs> fucking weird. <laughs> and this is the thing. This is why I'm scared of the dating thing, because really, like, I just can't be bothered to meet people who brag, like, I don't understand brag, I don't understand people who lie, like, I can't, I'm worried that I'm gonna meet someone who's like, just go on a date and they just, it's all false and it's rubbish, right? Like, I don't know if you know any of these men where out of nowhere they'll be like, I'm very good in bed. I'm so good in bed. I'm so good, at, oh my God, I'm so good at cunnilingus. My girlfriend says I'm amazing at cunnilingus. I'm so good, oh God, I love giving all, I'm so good. And you wanna be like, shut the fuck up, Steve. I think what you'll find, mate, is that your ex-girlfriend has realized she's never getting a word in edgeways. So to make the most of your inane talk, she's just learned to position herself. <laughs> it's, it's called a muff for a reason, Bristol. That's what I'm saying. It's called a muff for a reason. You guys have been brilliant. You're in for such a great night. I've been Eliza. Thank you. Hi, it's me again, Becky. <laughs> Just in case you've forgotten. Um, so that was, that was a joy, that was a joy. Um, I want to tell you what's going on uh, with my evening. I'm here, obviously, you're aware of that part. Um, just before I came here, um, I had some dinner. Give me a shout if you've had dinner. <laughs> Told you I'd get you fucking interacting. Uh, Madam, what did you have for dinner? What's your name? Japanese, <laughs> Japanese food and she ate Laura for dinner. <laughs> Can't judge. Laura had Japanese food. What kind of Japanese food? Um, <sighs> You're talking my language. <laughs> teriyaki chicken, wagamamas. But I always has, have to ask them to bring more teriyaki sauce and then ask them again to bring more teriyaki sauce. There's never enough sauce, basically. It's, it's, not, it's not moist enough. Um, I had... Um, you know those burgers you can get from a convenience store that are ready in the microwave in one minute? <laughs> That's what I had for dinner. It's hard, I, you know, I'm not, oh, I am proud of it because I'm obviously shown off in front of a room full of people. Um, but also, how is that possible? There is nothing else. I challenge you to think of anything else that you can heat up in the microwave in one minute. Anyone? Bacon. <laughs> if you would like to... <laughs> If you would like to die, then put bacon in the microwave for one minute and then eat it. Um, don't do that. You'll die. Um, it's, it's weird. Literally, a, a can of Heinz tomato soup takes four minutes to heat 
soup, just tomatoes. I don't, I don't understand. Basically, guys, I think the world's gonna fucking end soon. <laughs> so I'm just like, fuck it. I might just eat these one one minute burgers. It'll probably be fine. Um, so that's just what's going on with me. Uh, anyone else had a fucking horrible dinner? <laughs> it's not even really a dinner, is it? It's just a depressing snack. Um, what else should we talk about? No, we've, we've covered it all, guys. <laughs> Say again. You had wine for dinner. That's good. <laughs> She's trying to help me out. She's seeing me just... Who else had wine for dinner? Who's... Okay, I'm not emceeing anymore, guys. I'm going to hand the microphone. Um... Okay, no more shouting out, thanks. But if you want to contribute, do hands up. That's <laughs> entirely valid. Um, so I'll, actually, I'll explain to you why I did actually um, uh, quit teaching. Like, you can probably guess because you hear about, you know, the pressure that teachers are under. It's in the news all the time. And for me, it really was like the overwhelming, unrelenting amounts of children. Because <laughs> <laughs> there's fucking loads of them. And they're almost always there. <laughs> um, and the only time that they're, that they're not there is the inset days, um, the teacher training days, the teachers go in and the kids get the day off. Um, and that's when you realise you're, like, you're in the school and you just walk down the corridor and you just realise that all of the noise and the screaming is still there because it's inside your head. Guys, I'm going to bring on our next act. Let's do some clapping practice, actually, guys. I just threw you in cold before. You did well. I hope no one hurt a muscle or anything. If you do, don't fucking see me. Um, so I just want um, you to do, like, as wide but slow a clap as you can without hitting the person next to you. Now, faster. Faster, 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 faster. And welcome to the stage, Livy Newman. Hey guys, how's um, how's it going? <laughs> Amazing, incredible. Um, can I? Sorry, I I normally um, can I ask you guys a question? Just I'm curious, you know, you know how it be. Um, it's quite um, <laughs> I guess you could say personal. Oh, <laughs> um, <laughs> on edge already. <laughs> um. But, um, sorry, like, I get quite flustered asking it. Um, <laughs> but, um, have, sorry. Um, have any of you uh, um, ever, um, like, I don't know, uh, shat <laughs> in your own hand? <laughs> cool, me neither, me neither. Um, how zany. Uh, um, no, no, that's not actually what I wanted to talk about. I don't want to talk about me shitting in my own hand, which did not happen. Um, ooh, Precious was wild, guys. Um, <laughs> what? 
Uh, no, I actually, I wanted to talk about one of my friends um, who, guys, she is, she's a character, let me tell you. Um, <laughs> she's called uh, Ellie. Um, I said I was going to make up her name. <laughs> I'm not. Um, she's, she's called Ellie and she's, she's my friend. She's from Australia. Um, she's Sorry about my voice, by the way. Like, I realise I look and sound like a frog. <laughs> And not in a sexy French way. Um, but yeah, my friend Ellie, she's, she's from Australia. Um, she's from Brisbane. And she doesn't have like the kind of Australian accent where you're like, oh, take me to Australia. Um, no, she's, <laughs> she's got the kind of accent where she's like, oh, mate, how's it going? <laughs> which is objectively horrid, but we love her for it. Um, yeah, no, she, she's from Brisbane. How do, how do I describe sweet Ellie Quinlan? Full name. Um, to you. Oh, well, okay, so um, the other day we were in the library because apparently I've got a degree um, to do. <laughs> Who knew? Um, we were in the library and I was like, oh, Ellie, can we, can we go get some food? And she was like, no, I'm listening to Flume. <laughs> and I was like, okay, shit, sorry, Ellie. And so we kind of stayed for an hour while she listened to Flume. Um, <laughs> And then while we were walking to get lunch, um, she was like, yeah, I went to a Flume concert when I was 13 and I was so fucking sober. And I was like, wow, Ellie, sober when you were 13? I was like, yeah, I wasn't a sick cunt, I was a dos cunt. And I was like, ooh, uh, I've lost half the room there. Um, <laughs> sorry, it's a bad, bad, bad word. Um, but yeah, why I wanted to talk about Ellie was <laughs> the other day she was telling a story about how <laughs> she kicked a child <laughs> in the Apple store. <laughs> and I don't know why that detail makes it so much funnier, but <laughs> let me tell you, it bloody does. Um, <coughs> sorry. Um, so yeah, I, she was talking to me. She was like, Livy. I was like, yes, Ellie. She's like, I've done a bad thing. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, Ellie, what have, what have you done? And I was expecting something awful, <laughs> like kicking a child, sorry. Um, but she was like, so, you know, Finn went to get some AirPods the other day, <laughs> which is pretty fucking sick, guys, pretty fucking sick. Um, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I remember you telling me. She was like, basically, um, while we were in the Apple store, um, I turned around and I was doing doing quite a fun walk. She's a f <laughs> she's a fun girl, guys. Like she is a fun girl. So like, I was doing quite a fun walk, and as I was kind of doing a kick, um, I yeeted a child. <laughs> And the fact, I, I'm, so the word yeet, to yeet, if you will. Um, <laughs> I think it's either Swedish, Swedish or Finnish. It's um, to walk, which is what she was doing. Um, but in, in the talk of youth, um, which I'm fluent, maybe, in, um, it's to throw and or 
move an object with great speed and <laughs> velocity. Um, I'm an English student. Don't know if you can tell. Um, so she was like, yeah. So basically, I turned around and I just went, whoop. <laughs> Yeet. And that, that was the sound that she used. She used a whomp as the sound of kicking a child. Whomp! Yeet! <laughs> and I was like, wow. Wow, Ellie, what, what did you do when you yeeted said child? And she was like, Livy, I ran. <laughs> I ran as fast as my little legs could carry me. <laughs> so I was like, wow, Ellie, you yeeted a child and ran. Um, I, <laughs> I can tell why Ellie and I are friends, to be fair, because we're both not good in uh, public spaces. Mm. Um, yeah, like I, I have a kind of problem where I like to pretend to be foreign <laughs> sometimes, because I'm cool and fun. I'm cool and fun, guys. Don't know if you can tell. Um, I'm wearing translucent glasses. I'm hiding from natural selection. Um, which is pretty cool and fun. But yeah, I like to, I like to pretend to be foreign, because, And I remember a particular instance um, when I did this. Uh, I was in Wagamama's. Don't know if you've been. It's been mentioned tonight already, but great Japanese fusion-style food. Um, I was in Wagamama's. I was sat astride the old bench. Um, and, you know, the company wasn't great, so I was like, hey, I'll be foreign, what shall I be today? Ooh. And I was like, I'll be South African. I am half South African, you can't tell. <laughs> I know, because <laughs> I sound like an ass. Um, not like a literal ass, but y you know what I mean. Um, yeah, so the waiter kind of came over to me and I was like, oh, thank you so much for the meal, hey, like that was so nice, really enjoyed it. And he, he kind of looked at me for a second too long, and I was like, oh, dear. Oh, dear, dear, dear. Um, and he, I was like, why is he looking at me? Like, do I have something on my face? Oh, have I shot my own hand again? Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, he, he went, um, are, you, are you from South Africa? And I was like, fuck. <laughs> Shit. Um, so I, I said the first thing that came into my mind and I went, yeah! <laughs> Very authentic South African phrase, guys. I know. Um, and he was like, that's so crazy because like, I'm from South Africa too. And I'm like, oh, crazy. And he's like, whereabouts in South Africa are you from? And I'm like, shit, okay, where am I from? I'm like, oh, Cape Town. Um, don't know if you know a lot about South Africa. Um, they've got a history. <laughs> I'm gonna leave that there. <laughs> um, but yeah, Cape Town's like the most cosmopolitan bit, you may say. Um, so I'm like, oh, Cape Town. He's like, no way is here. Like, me too. Whereabouts in Cape Town are you from? And I'm like, ah, Fishuk. He will not know Fishuk. Fishuk is arse end Cape Town. And he goes, oh, no way is here. Me too. I'm from Fishuk as well. And I'm like, ah, genuine response. <laughs> And he's like, well, maybe I'll see you around. And I was like, absolutely fucking not. But I was like, yeah. <laughs> um, and I'm, I'm going to take you on a time-traveling journey, guys. I'm going to fast forward about six months. Um, I'm on holiday. Pretty zesty. Pretty spicy. 
other seasonings. Um, and I'm, I'm in South Africa. I'm in Cape Town. I'm on a beach in Fishwick. I've got my sweet, sweet parents, Big Dave and Karen, um, <laughs> bathing in rays next to me. Um, and you know, we're just, we're just having a good family time. Ooh. Um, and you know, I'm just there. I'm sunning the old board. <laughs> Bit cheeky. Um, and you know, I'm lying there, I'm having a great time. It's nice. And then this bit of cloud kind of comes over. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> bit of shade. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> and I hear this voice. <laughs> no ways, hey. And I'm like, fuck bollocks wank all at once. Um, and I like look up and it's this guy and I'm like, okay, I need to say something. I'm not Livy from Hampshire. <laughs> Can you tell? Um, no, I am Olivia from South Africa. Um, two very similar people. <laughs> and I say the first thing that comes into my head and I go, ah, oh, how's it, brew? <laughs> Again, another very authentic South African phrase. <laughs> I know. Um, and he's like, no way, this is so crazy, hey, like I said I'd see you, but I, now I'm seeing you and you're here and I'm seeing you, this is crazy because I'm seeing you. And I was like, I can't fucking see you. <laughs> um, and I'm like, yeah, no, it's uh, crazy. And we kind of have a little chat. He um, limps or I don't know, like he might have been running. <laughs> I was a bit flustered, guys, what a kel surprise. Um, <laughs> and yeah, and he kind of goes on his way and um, I look over at my sweet, sweet parents, Big Dave and Karen. And as I mentioned earlier, I do, I do do an English degree, so I'm already a disappointment. Um, <laughs> but I, I looked into my sweet, sweet baby cannon of a mother, oh, disgusting, so sorry, um, of a mother's hazel green eyes. Oh, so nice. And I, um, I saw disappointment there like I've never seen disappointment before. So yeah, guys, that's just a bit about me um, <laughs> and Ellie Quinlan. Find her on Facebook. <laughs> Thank you very much. You've all been so lovely. Thank you. So that is the end of our first section. Uh, please no one get up until you are dismissed. It's your own time you're wasting. <laughs> so uh, we, we do only have... Uh, uh, one bar person, so it would really, really help them out if you were to take your empty glasses to the bar and just throw them up, don't, <laughs> don't throw them, place them gently. Um, and uh, before you go, let's just have another round of applause to the great acts that we've seen in that section, Eliza Fraser and Lizzie Newman. <laughs> Woo
Good evening, class. Could we please say a lovely good evening? Sit down, sit down and stop talking. And please give a lovely warm good evening to Miss Becky Pova. You might not have got from that bit that we just did, but what we were hoping that you would do is like a good evening, Miss Paval. Thank you, thank you. Um, so if everyone takes a seat on the carpet and gets comfortable, they don't. Um, this is my carpet, bitches. Uh, so, oh, uh, one thing just to mention before I forget. Um, you might have noticed that we just had a break. <laughs> and uh, just to say, there's going to be, so there's been one section, there's going to be another section, and then there's going to be a break, and then there's going to be our final section. So, for those of you that are quicker maths, that's three sections and two breaks, okay? Um, <laughs> there will be a test. <laughs> so, um, I'm just going to talk to you um, a little bit about uh, my parents, because you might be looking at me and thinking, like, who brought this beautiful specimen into the world? To which I'd say, stop objectifying me. <laughs> um, and uh, so my parents, uh, my parents are pretty hilarious. My dad um, has a way of um, <laughs> mispronouncing words, and not just because I'm from Wolverhampton and they talk funny there. Um, but like, for example, um, a good few years ago now, um, back in um, when it was the, um, the the like the big wave that killed loads of people. <laughs> um, on Boxing Day, um, my dad comes in and he's like, did you hear about that big wife that killed all those people? You know, that massive Satsuma. Shh, <laughs> 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 uh, And um, what else? Oh, my dad is, um, he's 71 now. And he, uh, he just got into cooking in the last couple of years. Um, and he recently declared that he now eats pasta. And I was like, <laughs> okay, Dad, late life decision on the pasta. And I said, what, what, um, what changed your mind? And he said, well, now I know the ingredients um, that go into making pasta. And I was like, okay, but hold up. What did you think <laughs> pasta was made of? And he said... I thought it was just shaped fat. <laughs> like the rest of us lunatics are just like, mmm, get my fat down me. Um, so that was weird. Uh, but my parents are cool though. They, um, they, like, they help, me, help me out with stuff. Uh, I'm, I'm a homeowner, sorry about it. And <laughs> every now and then they'll just like bring me some like DIY tools and stuff like that. And uh, we were doing some gardening in the summer and they brought me this like this like long tool with like a pointy bit at the end. And uh, it's called a hoe. It's called a hoe. <laughs> Don't laugh yet. And <laughs> and um I they were they were gonna they were about to leave and go back up to Wolverhampton. I was like, Oh, don't forget to take your hoe with you. And they said, oh, no, it's fine. You, we'll leave it here because we've got, we've got one back in Wolverhampton. And I <laughs> made the bold choice of going, oh, so you could say you've got hoes in different area codes. <laughs> 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 
And I don't know if you've ever had that moment of like looking into your parents' eyes and uh, realizing that you're not their favorite anymore. <laughs> that was... Uh, that was that moment for me. Uh, so I'm going um, to bring on our next exciting act. Uh, I feel like you guys are pretty good at clapping now. You basically um, got your bronze medal <laughs> for clapping. Um, so I'm going to bring our next act. Our next act, start clapping now, please, is Rosa Hanscombe. <laughs> Dad's a prick. Honestly, he really was. So, um, so when I was um, eight years old, I had to do this course, and um, social services used to have to come into my school every Tuesday, um, and uh, we'd do this booklet together. And one of the questions in the booklet was, "What's your safe space?" Um, and so it was like, "Where do you feel loved? Where do you feel warm? Where do you feel like no one's going to get at you? Where no one's going to be mean? That kind of stuff." And I found this booklet. Um, over the summer, and I hadn't seen it for like 11 years. And I was like, oh God, you know, what for eight-year-old Rosa, what was her safe space? What for her made her feel like, you know, she was, she was finally, no one was gonna get at her and she was gonna be happy, you know? Uh, so I opened it up and I was like, oh God, you know, what's, what's it gonna be? Yeah. I put new look. <laughs> I put the, the high street clothing store, new look. <laughs> For eight-year-old Rosa, when the going gets tough, mate, head to new look. That's where it's all gonna be fine. I, I, I was just a bit, it was just a bit like, um, Sophia. <laughs> Stop. I thought that bit was gonna get a bit sad, so I just thought I'd put in loads of dance breaks <laughs> instead. Um, okay, to the next bit. So, uh, okay. I am, I played, evidently, played the saxophone. Um, and so I was like, you know, like a lot of my favorite comedians and musical comedians, like Victoria Wood, Bill Bailey, and they all play with the piano, and that's really good for being able to accompany things, right? So I was like, oh, you know, I can play this, I can, why, why not do it with the saxophone, like a, you know, it's fun. Um, so, um, yeah, so I thought, I'd, I kind of forgotten how it starts. Um, yeah, so I thought I'd just do some like saxophone, saxophone stand up. Um, uh, this is me. This is, uh, okay, 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 all right, here we, here we. So if I, no, wait, but I need to. So, ha, hmm. Um. <laughs> Joke! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh shit, no, there was more, there was more. There was like a, like a clowning bit, like a. <laughs> oh, fuck that. Um, uh, oh, well. Um, there was a bit where, um, oh shit, what else was that? Oh, I remember I did like a really, like, intimate look into my sex life. Uh, like a. 
What can I do? Like a. Uh... <laughs> no, no, that's wrong. Because um, you see, because actually, my sex life, it's kind of more like a. <laughs> So, um, yeah, I think I'm just going to head on home. Well, my spiritual home. I'm going to head to New Look, guys. <laughs> that was Rosa Hanscombe. Keep that applause going for Katie Pritchett. <laughs> Hiya. Hello. Oh, thanks for having me. This is lovely. Um, oh, oh, I just want to say how lovely it is uh, to be on an all-female bill. Um, that's amazing, which, which reminds me. Um, does anyone mind if I ask a question? Is that, is that okay? Yeah. Cool, thanks. Um, it, it, it's, it's a woman question, um, but it's not about my body. Um, no, I go, I go to the internet for those questions, not <laughs> comedy nights. Um, no, no, okay. Let's, let's just do it. It's, it's kind of, it's more about women, so... Right. Um, why, right, when a man calls a woman, normally that he doesn't know, baby, that's okay, right, because Justin Bieber did that, so that's fine. That's like, that's the standard, that's fine. But, but if he called multiple women, babies, <laughs> weird, isn't it? It's weird. It's just weird. You're right, babies, do you want to come back to my place, listen to some Alfie Bo, have some lasagna? It's weird. <laughs> it's not all right. <laughs> Wanted to get that off my chest. Um, tell you the truth, I'm, I'm a little bit nervous. Are you? <laughs> See, it's not just this and Hank and... <laughs> and well, you guys don't flatter yourselves too much. Um, no, it's no one else just a little bit nervous that the world hasn't ended yet. Despite the fact it's been predicted to hundreds of times in, in, in your lifetime alone, and, and it was always the centre of your nightmares, and, and every time it was predicted to happen, you used to hide under the table with a colander on your head, clutching all your family photos until the time had passed. <laughs> no? <laughs> me, me neither. <laughs> Lol. Um, I can't lie to you guys, you're all lovely. Um, no, I, I'm quite a fearful person, especially when I was younger, and, and especially about the end of the world. Um, I couldn't watch the film 2012 until 2013. <laughs> uh, just in case it happened. Um, but my mum had some great advice for me. She used to go, Katie. I, I, I was quite short. Katie, <laughs> listen, you can't be brave if you're not scared. And that's lovely, that isn't it? You can't be brave if you're not scared. Unfortunately, it does not mean you can't be scared 
if you're not brave, <laughs> mean you're then both scared and fully unequipped to deal with it. <laughs> what a childhood. Oh. But, but it's got better. Um, you'll be pleased to know, since coming to university, I've realised there are real things to be afraid of, like graduating and not graduating and olives. <laughs> Okay, I appreciate this is a very student-heavy crowd and, and Bristol is olives personified as a city, but <laughs> bear with me because I'm going to convince you why olives are the fucking worst. They're awful. First of all, they literally taste like tears. <laughs> or like sweat. Or maybe semen. It's, it's, like, it's like a grape had a really horrible one-night stand. Um, second of all, and this is the clincher, this will get you, olives are responsible for the second biggest food conspiracy known to mankind. The first... The blueberry. I mean, be honest, guys. Who was expecting it to be green on the inside? <laughs> it's wild. Uh, but the, the second, anyone? Ray, do you know what the second one is? Oh, no. Oh, sorry. It, it, it's, it's olive oil. <laughs> olive oil. T. Mike's Pritchett. Hello. Um, thank you. You are cheering far more than I deserve. Wonderful. Um, no, but my family have started calling me a bit of a conspiracy theorist. Um, but the joke's on them, really, because theory in like science is, is something that's like backed up by evidence. So like the theory of gravity. Or, or the debatable theory of evolution. Or, 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 or my theory that, that water is just really, really diluted squash. <laughs> Newton was mocked, and I need this. Um, but no, um, it's, it, it, it's, it's hard being a conspiracy theorist because you, you, you can't really trust anyone anymore because uh, I can't trust the government, which is unheard of. Um, <laughs> I, ca I can't trust scientists anymore because um, one of my theories, guys, one of my theories is that, that the moon landings didn't actually happen. Um, how do I know they didn't happen? Because uh, we're told that they're done by this organisation called NASA. NASA, N-A-S-A, -A. not actually scientists, actually. <laughs> and if you believe that, you're not as smart as you're dressed, miss. Um, but no, but you can't, you can't really trust anyone. Um, I can't trust my friends and family, really. Um, only people I can really trust on anything is, is fortune tellers, because um, <laughs> they give the best advice on washing powder. Uh, fortune favours the bold, guys. Fortune favours <laughs> the bold. It's the <laughs> only joke in this set. Uh, but, but even fortune tellers will let you down because um, fortune tellers that well, does no one else just think it's a it's a real disaster that they didn't name tea leave reading Bruce Clues? <laughs> just it's the biggest tragedy of our time, lads. It's awful. Um, but no, I I I know that this this conspiracy theorist life is is a lonely one because. If I'm wrong, then I'll be cast out of society. Um, and, and, and when I'm right, um, I'll, I'll be alone up in my bunker in the Peak District, colander on my head, crying into my last jar of olives. Um, but I, I take some comfort in the fact that it won't ruin the taste. Uh, thanks, guys. You've been lovely. Thank you for having me. Katie Pritchard, everyone. I'm not going to lie. I'm really glad that the mic mal malfunction happened to her because I would have fucking freaked out. 
Um, so Rosa mentioned about like, uh, you know, like when you fill in um, questionnaires and shit when you're a kid. And um, it's a loose segue, guys, but I'm going with it. And <laughs> and um, it, it brought to mind um, <laughs> when I was, um, I think like 12 or something, and we were doing about smoking at school and we had to go and interview two people that we knew um, who smoked. And one of the questions was, um, two-part question, when did you start smoking and why? And I asked my dad, and he said that he started smoking when he was 11 because he was too young to join the Hells Angels. <laughs> <laughs> and I just wrote that on my homework. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, that biology teacher never fucked with me again. <laughs> Uh, and um, Katie mentioned about uh, Justin Bieber, which gives me every excuse to uh, roll out this material from 2007. <laughs> 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 oh, no, 2017. <laughs> Easy on. Um, so do you remember in... Uh, do you remember, I'll take you back to uh, 2016 when all of our beloved celebrities were dying. And... Um, and I had a bit of a theory because whilst they were all dying... Um, Justin Bieber was having the fucking year of his life. <laughs> and this just, I just came up with this theory that maybe, just maybe, uh, Justin Bieber was uh, sucking their souls uh, to their demise and the furtherment of his own career. <laughs> just, just a theory, guys. Um, just like, you know, like the Dementors in uh, Harry Potter. No, I don't, I don't watch Harry Potter because I'm not a fucking child. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... And some people thought this meant that I hated Justin Bieber, and that's not true, because I do have his album uh, somewhere in my car, but I can't fucking find it in a moment. And, um, but I, I actually really love him. And so basically what I'm saying is that if he did suck the soul of David Bowie, and if it would bring Bowie back, I would be willing to suck it back out of him. <laughs> Guys, uh, start your clapping practice now. Thank you. And um, welcome to the stage, Lucy Rudderman. Right, uh, hello, my name is Lucy and I'm not Irish. It's something I have to say, <laughs> something I have to say a worrying amount of time because, well, I speak with this voice and when people hear me, they sort of go, and I can see some of you are doing it now, they're sort of going, wait, what is that accent? Where is she from? Ah, Irish, which is fine, but wrong. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm not Irish. In terms of where I am from, so my mom is Canadian, and my dad, oh, hey, Canada, woo! Um, <laughs> oh, Canada. No, no, I won't, I won't sing. <laughs> I won't sing. Um, so yeah, my mom is from Canada, and my dad is from Scotland. Canada gets a whoop, Scotland doesn't, that tells you something. Uh, so I, uh, so what that means I am, is that means I'm half really, really nice, and half Scottish. Uh, yeah. Um, no, but I think it's an interesting combination of nations. Ooh, that's a little bit fun. Combination of nations, some poetry for you. Um, but no, because they're both really weird places, but they're weird in very different ways. And I think those nations combined um, say quite a lot about why I am the way I am. 
for example, Canada is really awesome. Um, no, no, Canada's awesome, but it isn't cool. <laughs> case in point, their national animal is the beaver, and none of them understand why that is funny. <laughs> Whoosh. Um, so yeah. Um, and it's not, it's not like they didn't have options for the national animal. Like, Canada has some really fucking cool animals. They've got coyotes, they've got wolves, they've got freaking bears. Like, but no, they, none of that will have the beaver, which is, I think, the most Canadian thing to ever happen, really. Um, so yeah, that's Canada, beavers. So the other side of me, um, the Scottish side, their national animal is, I think, even more stupid. Does it, genuine question, does anyone know what the national animal of Scotland is? Oh, I heard it there. Yes, yes, it was there. A unicorn. <laughs> a gen I'm not making this up. It's true. It's a unicorn. I don't really have a punchline about that. I just think it's absurd. <laughs> it's just... I am right that they don't exist, yeah? Like, okay, okay, good, yeah. So basically, between, you know, beavers and unicorns, I'm screwed. Um, so yeah... No, what was I going to say next? Oh yeah, menstruation. <laughs> because I know what a segue is. Um, no, genuinely, I am going to talk about menstruation, and I can just feel everyone getting slightly uncomfortable. Um, but you know, no, there is there is a taboo around the period, and I don't think there should be. Like there is serious reasons why we sh need to break this taboo, but I'm not going to talk about them. The reason I think the taboo needs to be broken is because I personally cannot remember all the formal language we're supposed to use in order to be discreet. And this has previously gotten me into some trouble. So yeah, when I was, um, when I was 14, um, I needed to buy some pads, as one does. Um, so I went to the pharmacy near my house in Scotland, as one does. Um, oh, okay. Um, and so I go into the pharmacy and I see next to the counter there is this sort of, you know, old man and I think, ah, the very notion of menstrual bleeding will greatly offend him. I, a 14-year-old, must defend this fully grown adult sensibilities from a normal biological process. I will lean in to all this formal language and then he won't know what I'm talking about. So I go up to the pharmacist and go, hi, sorry, excuse me, do you have any feminine hygiene products. <laughs> That's what I said. I think she heard, hi, sorry, excuse me, do you have any cocaine? Because <laughs> she, she was like, no, we wouldn't have any of that here. Now be on your way, except Scottish. I can't do a Scottish accent. It's really annoying. <laughs> so yeah, so she sends me on my way. I'm walking home up the street going, okay, that was a bit of a shit pharmacy. When suddenly from behind me, I hear, wait, wait, come back. And I turn around and the pharmacist is running up the street after me, like full on legging it down the road in her little pharmacist crocs, just on she goes. And, and I think, oh my God, she's gonna rugby tackle me. So I stop because I don't want that to happen. She grabs me by the arm, drags me bodily back into the pharmacy. And then, you know, the old man's there like, okay. Um, and then she dives behind the counter and produces this cream for like infections of the down there. And I'm then in a nightmare going, no, no, madam, no, fine. Everything is fine. Thank you. Sorry, sir. He's now like apoplectic with rage and horror or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. The pharmacist is confused. I think she's gearing up to rugby tackle me again because she simply doesn't know what else to do. So I just sort of hit fuck it, yell, I need pads. The old man, he faints dead away, so that's fine. Um, so he, I don't have to worry about him anymore. And then the pharmacist leans down and goes, oh, so 
sanitary towels. <laughs> and then I realized that because I learned about, you know, women's things from my Canadian mother, I have learned all the formal language for the wrong country. I mean, surely, like, vaginas will bleed the same way on both sides of the Atlantic, so why we need a different fucking lexicon to describe it is beyond me. Hey, thank you. <laughs> yeah. But, so if it had been socially acceptable for me to just run into the pharmacy and go, hello, my vagina is bleeding, I need products for that, I would have been saved a great deal of embarrassment, the pharmacist would have been saved a great deal of physical exertion, um, and I would have also been saved a similar repeat experience in Canada where I asked for sanitary towels and was given incontinence pads. <laughs> that was last summer, guys. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So, no, I think I've overshared enough for one evening. Um, so yeah, thank you very much. I've been Lucy Rudderman. Guys, that was Lucy Rudderman, and that was her first time doing stand-up. Can we give an extra big round of applause? Amazing. And keep that applause going for Antoinette Morris. Hi, um, I'm going to start by being honest with you, which was that I was really nervous to do this tonight. Um, but now that I'm up here, I'm feeling a lot better because I'm looking at all of you now and I can safely say that none of you remind me of my dad. <laughs> no, you lot won't get up and leave me until the show's over and you certainly won't try and turn me against my own mother and I respect that about you guys. Um, yeah. I've had some genuinely tough days in my life, you know, like the day my dad left, the day I called my dad to tell him I got into Bristol and he just said all right and hung up the phone, the day my dad disowned me. Some people have been telling me I'm making everything about my dad, but that's exactly what he would say. <laughs> when I am having a tough day, um, I actually like to do something a little bit unorthodox, which is that I look at a list I have on my phone of 50 things that confuse me, right? It's a bit weird but I just figure that if I make myself adequately confused, then I'll take my mind off the thing that's bothering me, right? Okay, so the first thing on my list, uh, it's the written bit on the list is like, how didn't he know that? Um, and the backstory to that is, um, I have a friend, Flex. Um, <laughs> pretty cool. Um, he's 23 years old, right? And he sent me a message a little while ago saying, what's the difference between the green and the yellow lemons? <laughs> 23 years and nobody gave him the answer to that question 23 years and not one person thought to mention that limes were a thing um yeah the um what number is it i think it's number six on my list um why is everyone always talking about how porn gives young people unrealistic expectations of sex, but not how it's giving us unrealistic expectations of plumbers, okay? <laughs> it is not fine that I get turned on every time someone comes to fix my tap, but not one person, not one person has come forward to share their support with me. Um, yeah, other things that have been ruined for me by porn. Um, taxis. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that everyone's laughing means we, yeah. Um, <laughs> job interviews and <laughs> delivery pizza. I swear to you, if my Domino's arrived and I was like, but I have no money, 
They tell me to fuck off. <laughs> Does it come with extra sausage? Not unless you ordered and paid for it, no. We can't just be giving out free toppings to every Tom, Dick and Harry that asks us. Do you not understand how the economy works? Um, yeah, cool. <laughs> um, number 14 on my list. Technically speaking, it's number 13, but I'm not a maniac. Um, <laughs> it's a good luck list. I'm not going to have a 13 on there. <laughs> um, it's, uh, yeah. Why do people still manage to spell my name wrong in emails when my email address is my name? It just is my name. Like, to be fair, I have kind of a weird name. It's Antoinette, right? And I get so many different versions of it. I get, like, Annette, Antonia. It's like my whole world is a Starbucks, okay? Like, the only place in the world that isn't like Starbucks is Starbucks, because when I go there, I tell them that my name is Karen. Um, <laughs> Karen has been my go-to fake name for a few years now. So long, in fact, that she's kind of become her own person. And if I'm honest with you, I do not like her. I don't. <laughs> like, Karen will send a message in eight separate texts, which only really needed one. She'll skip her lectures because bored. And um, when she gets back from a night out, she thinks it's acceptable to eat in my bed. Um, there are so many crumbs in there now, I'm considering calling them my bread sheets. <laughs> Like, <laughs> my breadside table. <laughs> yeah. Um, number 36. Um, why is being up for something the same as being down for it? <laughs> I don't have anything else to say on that one. I just think it's weird. Um, <laughs> and uh, number 50, and the last item on my list. Um, why do so many men's shower gels have the scent sport? <laughs> Sport! <laughs> Sport as I know it does not have the most appealing <laughs> fragrance. Like, it gets worse though. This one is labeled Ice Dive, okay? Ice Dive. We must keep in mind here that I do not bear a penis, but the last time that I checked, both of those things are unscented. <laughs> um, it also says that it has marine extract in it. I don't know what that is, but I am so curious. Um, Radox came under fire a little while back for their, that doesn't go back into the pocket as easily as it slides out. I'm just gonna do this. Cool, <laughs> smooth. Um, Radox um, got in trouble a little while back for a range of shower gels with really blatantly sexist names, right? Um, the men's shower gels had the names powerful, strong, heroic, and sporty. Uh, and the women's shower gels had the names gorgeous, bubbly, and glam. Now, I have two main thoughts on this. The first one is, oh, fuck off. And <laughs> the second one is, does anyone think that what shower gel they use changes who they are as a person? <laughs> like, imagine we've got, let's do a little case study, all right? <laughs> Back to geography GCSE, that was a fun time. Um, <laughs> we've got a male tennis player, okay? And he uses, therefore, Radox Sporty for men. Um, he's just washed his hair with some sort of ice-scented shampoo with little bits of granite in for added grit um, and some of it has got in his eye oh no he reaches down and he accidentally picks up his girlfriend's glam shower gel do his muscles immediately shrink in size does he forget how to hold the racket or does he emerge from the shower wearing a full face of makeup um, I uh, I actually got that that bottle of shower gel from the Wilco's on Queens Road um, even though I promised myself I would never go back into that shop um, and the reason for that is um, around Christmas time, 
Karen knocked an ornament off the shelf with her bag. Um, and instead of paying for it, she just bolted out of there and left. And I just kind of like, I was really overthinking it. And I thought that if I went back in there, I'd be like instantly recognized. Karen and I look fairly similar. Um, <laughs> and then like reprimanded and thrown in like prison. I was like really worried about it. I was so scared that I was gonna be accused of being some sort of master criminal that I like kept the receipt. I was like, I paid for this this time. Um, yeah, I don't know. I've, does anyone keep their receipts properly? Yeah. Hold on. I'll f no, true. Huh. <laughs> A green lemon. <laughs> Thank you very much, everybody. Have an internet. <laughs>
Uh, basically, okay, basically, because I watched um, a film, a fantasy movie called Okja on Netflix. I highly recommend it. Yeah, thank you. And uh, <laughs> I wasn't involved in the making of it, um, <laughs> but I am endorsing it heavily. And um, and I was like, oh, pigs are too intelligent to eat. So I gave up all pork products. And um, it was a sad time, but... At the same time, I was a lot less worried about um, dying from food poisoning because my Google search history is just a sordid affair of will this kill me? How long can I leave it in the fridge? And then just fucking eating it anyway. Um, and But like in particular, I noticed this with like um, vegetarian sausages, um, which whilst I wasn't like worried about handl handling them with my hands or like, are they going to kill me? Um, they also didn't really taste of anything. Um, and that led me to believe that potentially life-threatening bacteria are delicious. Um, I'll tell you what worries me though, is um, it's that 0.1%. <laughs> of bacteria that the soap companies and the antibacterial spray companies <laughs> just they just aren't, can't seem to crack it can they <laughs> and the thing about that is um, quick maths that's one in a thousand and you've just killed 999 of their friends and they are pissed <laughs> and they're coming for you. And you could keep that bottle of antibacterial spray in the on position next to your bed at night while you sleep, but it won't help you. Um, but on the upside, they are fucking delicious, so just eat them. Um, which pocket is the information in? It's in this pocket. It's like a terrible magician. <laughs> uh, so, guys, I think your clapping um, has dropped in standard significantly <laughs> since we practiced originally. So I want you to do uh, a little clap. Let's start with one finger and a palm. Two fingers, three fingers, easy. Five, six, seven fingers, 10 fingers. And let's bring on Sarah Ali. <laughs> Hey guys. Secret. <laughs> okay, hi guys. It's me, Sarah. <laughs> hey, okay, so guys, stop looking at me. <laughs> I know I'm cute. Stop. <laughs> I'm a fucking bear. <laughs> so guys, we're all friends, yeah? Yeah. Thank you fucking best friends. Um, so I'm gonna tell you some goss, I've got some sweet goss for you. Um, someone's really into me at the moment. I know, like, duh. <laughs> um, yeah, someone's really into me, I'm pretty sure they're trying to fuck me. Um, Cause like, okay, so they keep messaging me like three times in the past week, insane. And they're like, um, hey, what's up? <laughs> I'm like, not much. Um, they're like, how are you? I'm like, <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, I'm good, I guess. <laughs> like, yeah, hey, yeah. Have you been feeling okay? How's, how's uni going? I'm like, <laughs> stop asking so many personal questions. <laughs> and then recently, okay, this is, this is what sealed it for me. They were like, um, are, you, are you like eating all right? Do you have enough money? <laughs> and I was like, what? <laughs> 
like I guess like yeah I'm a student I'm kind of broke like send me something if you want like no no pressure or whatever and they were like yeah yeah I'll send you I'll send you some money I'm like mom stop <laughs> <laughs> like oh my god bit forward like I'm not that kind of girl stop trying to fuck me mom uh. <laughs> like sugar mummy mm. yeah I know it's kind of way like she she always tries like you know that like bantery thing where it's like mm, like eat your vegetables and I'm like mm, so dominant <laughs> <laughs> you know? she's like call your grandma more I'm like mm, make me <laughs> <laughs> so she's coming to visit me soon <laughs> I'll keep you guys updated so gross so gross like, I mean, she must be trying to fuck me because, like, when I was 18, she tried to have the sex talk with me. Like, you, you, I get it's educational, but at 18, is it? <laughs> <laughs> you don't just bring up sex unless you're trying to have it. Um, it's, like, way too late anyway. And, and she did it while I was in the car, so I couldn't get away. Like, I tried. <laughs> I guess she was trying to make me, like, feel uncomfortable or whatever, or she was trying to fuck me, or both. I don't know. <laughs> She's a sadist, so... <laughs> Like, I tried to get out of the car, like, I got the door open, but then, like, the seatbelt held me back, and I was like, oh, fuck. Like, I guess I didn't, I didn't want to see, I didn't want her to see me get hit by a car at, like, 70 miles an hour, because she'd probably enjoy it. <laughs> She's fucking weird. She's gross. Um, she did actually tell me something recently that I think um, is probably quite helpful. So, um, I had a really tricky shit the other day. Um, it, was real, it was real tough, and it was, like, Oh my God, what's happening? Um, but I just remembered like, um, so my mom told me when she was giving me the sex ed talk, uh, she was like, um, sometimes when, when women are giving birth, uh, they can lose control of their bowels and like shit themselves. Uh, it's completely normal, it's fine. I was just grateful that when, when I was shitting myself, I didn't lose control of my womb and like have a <laughs> baby. Oh, so much responsibility. Oh, oh, so gross. Um, anyway, so dating's been hard for me because like, the only person I talk to is my mom. Um, so I've been trying to like date more, um, but I don't really like it because I don't get to talk about me enough. Like I have to talk to other people about their interests, and I'm like, ugh. Um, so I thought, like, while you guys are all here and you're looking at me, like, stop, guys. <laughs> um, while you're all here, maybe um, I could try like a dating thing. You know that? You know that old? It's like super old. Um, that dating show where they're like, hey, um, contestant number one, would you blah, 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 like the dating game or something? I don't know, it's so old. Um, <laughs> I'm just young and fun and free, you know? <laughs> um, yeah, so it's the dating game. I thought we could play that, except um, I don't really like it because the contestants get to talk way too much um, and I want people to ask me questions. So I thought what I could do is like, um, I'll come up with like three versions of me, like three different, like I'm a kooky girl, uh, three different versions of me. And then um, one of you guys can go on a, like a really fun date with all three versions and pick your favorite. Does that sound fun? Yeah? Cool. Okay, does anyone want to play? You don't have to like get up or anything. It's, it's my time, so. <laughs> um, anyone want to play? Maybe like one of you guys? Guys, stop pretending like you don't want to fuck me. <laughs> I know you do. Like maybe one of you. Do one of you guys maybe wanna like? <laughs> it's cool. You can you can stay there. You don't have to get up. It's fine. You, okay. Okay. This is my space. Okay. Uh, you don't know me like that yet. Okay. So um, you ask the question and I'll, I'll just cycle through like the 
three different characters and it'd be great. So have you got any questions for the contestants? Um, <laughs> 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 uh, what's your favorite food? Oh, what's, what's your favorite food? Okay. Contestant number one. What's up? My name's Tyrone. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 24. Uh, I just ate a bagel for the first time and I guess that's my favorite food. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest with you, I never really learned how to love. <laughs> Contestant number two. <laughs> Hello, um, I'm Janet. Um, I'm 46. I'm a management consultant from Surrey. Um, I'm recently divorced. Uh, my husband did leas leave me, but that's fine. Um, I have two beautiful children. Um, they are called Kumquat and Ophelia. Uh, Cumophilia for short. <laughs> and I just love them so much. Um, I guess their favorite food is my favorite food, and that would be kale. So, <laughs> thank you. Uh, contestant number three. <laughs> Okay, so maybe we can like move on to the next questions. Got any more questions for me, babe? <laughs> oh my god, I didn't even ask your name. So what's your name? I just call you babe. It's fine. <laughs> okay. Um so babe. Babe, 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 babe. Another question? Uh, can I just ask Tyrone what he had this bagel? <laughs> You've got to ask all of them question. Okay, if they all had a bagel. <laughs> fine. Uh, Contestant number one. Hey, uh, it's Tyrone here. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest, I was a bit perplexed by the situation. I just, oh, it really scared me. I couldn't even finish the whole thing. I, I think it had, had cream cheese. Oh, it's so cheap, creepy and cheesy. Oh, God. I just wanna say uh, I'm raising money to get my brother out of jail. <laughs> Please. Contestant number two. So I love bagels. Um, they're the only thing I actually eat. Um, what was the filling? Kale. Contestant number three. <laughs> Smoked salmon. <laughs> okay, thanks. Um, do you want to ask another question, or are you, uh, keep, have you picked a contestant, or? Another question? Uh, which one do you want? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's up to you, babe. It's fine. Um, where do you want to go on holiday? Oh, with you? <laughs> Stop. We've only just met. God. Okay. Um, <laughs> contestant number one. Like I said, I'm raising money to get my brother out of jail. <laughs> I can't afford a holiday right now. It's, it's a tough time. Can my brother come? Can you get my brother out of jail, please? <laughs> please. Babe, please. <laughs> Contestant number two. <laughs> well, recently, um, well, not recently, me and my husband actually, um, sorry, it's a tough time. Me and my husband, um, we actually spent our honeymoon, in, we spent our honeymoon in, in Barbados, and I just, I'm gonna be honest, I don't think I'm ready to date. <laughs> I'm sorry, babe. <laughs> Contestant number three. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> so you've clearly picked now, right? Who do you wanna go on a date with? I, I'll 
me and number three had some really strong eye contact there. And that's the foundation of any solid relationship. Oh, it was a trick question. They're all different versions of me. Anyway, um, thanks guys. This was great, babe. Come talk to me after, yeah? Um, I will keep you updated on the mum situation though, so you are second place at the moment. Uh, anyway, bye guys. <laughs>I'm 46, <laughs> I've got two beautiful children, <laughs> sometimes we eat kale. <laughs> um, I hope you're admiring my dungarees, <laughs> like, I've been dungaree curious for quite a long time, um, but I have to say I've, I've never felt happier with a decision in my life. Oh, I can move! <laughs> great but I did make the mistake yesterday of teaming it with a stripy t-shirt and I look like a, like a children's tv presenter who'd had a very sad life <laughs> you, know, you can't go back just move on Louise move on um uh, but now I've realized I took my hair down earlier see if you can spot the resemblance anyone seen Wayne's World <laughs> I'm gonna have to put it back up it's gonna work really well on the podcast um, I'm going to have to put it back up because otherwise you're just all going to be like, <laughs> it's gone. <laughs> Foxy. Anyway, um, no, fuck it. Leave it down. But I'll be gone. I'm going to the tiny mill. Um, uh, that's, not, no, that's not what I was going to say. Um, so give me a cheer for you at the uni. Oh, I went to uni. I went to uni. And um, when I was at uni, I did, um, I, I did a boy called Gareth. <laughs> What a waste of time. <laughs> it wasn't even Welsh. <laughs> um, I'm married now, uh, married to a man my mother calls. Oh. <laughs> oh, poor Stephen. We do have two lovely children, two lovely children, Ratchet and Fandango. Um, <laughs> Oh, close, close, Sarah. Um, uh, God, being a mum, God, that is an expensive hobby. <laughs> Did you know that you can spend a thousand pounds on a pram? A thousand pounds, it doesn't even have any weapons. <laughs> like if I'm gonna spend a thousand pounds on a pram, I want it to transform into a mighty robot. Right, my baby's face behind bulletproof glass. Right? <laughs> and I want it to poof, poof, karate kick its way out of mother care. Right? And I want it to go down the high street, poof, 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 down to the school gates. Poof, see all them smug bitches. <laughs> oh, Oliver's so talented. when they're lying there in a pool of blood and, and Bowden. <laughs> Just transforms back into a pushchair. I want Optimus Pram. <laughs> <gasps>
come on. I thought that was better than a groan. <laughs> so actually, raising children. Has anyone seen The Incredibles? Yeah, so the first one. I haven't seen the second one because my kids are too old now. Oh, no, I'm going to have to watch it on my own, which is weird. Um, when I could be wanking. Um, but... Um, and in The Incredibles 1, there's a weapon uh, that whenever you use your powers against it, it learns from them and throws back those powers at you when you, when, you know, and uses them against them. That is basically child rearing. <laughs> right there. And um, <clears throat> as, a, as a sort of person, when you have children, you have to sort of use all your strengths and all your powers and all your knowledge to try and solve problems and kind of keep these little fuckers alive. And... <laughs> And um, uh, one of the sort of problems that I've had to solve, I've got two boys and, and there's a lot of play fighting. Yeah, and play fighting always ends in real injury, right? Every time. And it's like, it's like fun, 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 not fun, blood, <laughs> right? It's very like the menstrual cycle in that way. <laughs> And the thing is, as a parent, right, if you, if, you, um, if you intervene at any point when it's fun, enduring fun, right, you're too early. They look at you like, the fuck, mum? We're just playing, right? And if you intervene during blood, that's too late, isn't it? <laughs> right? And that's not fun for anyone. Um, so what you want to do is stop it the minute it gets into not fun, right? Not fun. It's really hard because it, you, you, have, you have to basically stand over them and you, you know, you've got shit to do, you know, because apparently they have to eat and uh, they clothes need washing, stuff like that. So, you know, and sometimes you have to earn a living, right? So you can't always be there. But so I, I, I racked my brain. I was like, how can, I, how can I solve this problem? Where can I must have some knowledge from somewhere? And it turns out the answer lies in kinky sex. Oh, that's a lovely feeling. A lot of people who I'm old enough to be their mother <laughs> feeling really awkward right now. That's great. So in kinky sex, particularly BDSM, right, I don't know very much about it. I read an article in Cosmo, if I'm honest. Um, <laughs> right, there's, there's a, a lot of kind of interesting stuff about consent, right, because obviously you might be going, oh, no, no, no. But what you really mean is carry on. <laughs> right, that's how I would have the kinky sex, don't you think? Right, and so you... <laughs> Oh, carry on. <laughs> I say, Hugh Laurie, could you boff me? Um, anyway. <laughs> uh, uh, anyway. <laughs> so basically, in, in kinky sex, you have to have safe words, right? So, you, like, so that if you suddenly go, um, oh, machine, that means stop whatever the fuck you know, you're doing. That's it, stop when we, everyone feels safe. So it's about boundaries and consent. And I was like... This will work on the play fighting as well. <laughs> so I basically said, when you get to not fun, if you are not enjoying it, you shout, fish fingers, and your brother has to stop. And for a long time, it worked. When they were really little, it worked really, really well. And then I suddenly went, oh, God, they're going to grow up. <laughs> and they're going to get into kinky sex. <laughs> some point lots of people do and uh, and one day one of them's just gonna go yeah my safe words fish fingers and the other one's gonna go yeah my safe fish word is fish fingers and then they're gonna be like where did we learn that mum 
So we, we dropped that for a while. Uh, but it is amazing how much you can can learn about child rearing from kinky sex. You know, for example, tying them to the bed. <laughs> of course, whipping. <laughs> we do draw the line at peeing on them. <laughs> Unfortunately, they have not extended the same courtesy. <laughs> To, to us. <laughs> that's, all right. that's, quite, that's quite a new bit. That's quite good. Good. I've, what I've done there is I've opened my page at the, my diary. That's not going to help with working out what you're supposed to be doing next. Right. So, um, <laughs> anyway, children get older. They get differently shit. Um, <laughs> when, uh, uh, did anybody here have a, a, an imaginary thing under their bed that they were absolutely terrified of? Anyone? Yes. Nodding at the back. What did you have? Right, like, yeah, generic. Anyone else? I heard someone is... Yes, what did you have? Just laughing. Don't do that anymore. <laughs> Time and a place. Um, <laughs> um, and... Um, so anyway, my, uh, when I was a little girl, I had a witch who lived under my bed, and, you know, like, I had to do that thing where you leap, Oh, nearly done my hamstring. Um, again. Oh, I'll tell you about that one day. Anyway, um, <laughs> it ends, the story ends with me going into the hospital and saying in a very loud voice, it's amazing because I've waxed all over just yesterday and I've got new knickers on, like that. Anyway, <laughs> the rest of it you don't need to know. Anyway, so anyway, you're the witch is under my bed and I have to leap so that she can't grab my ankles, right? And um, a friend of mine had Frisian cows. And another friend had the singer Grace Jones <laughs> under her bed. Anyway, um, when you um, when you're like when you're a parent, you, d you don't get many problems that you think you can solve. But uh, one day, Paul, Stephen, and I were watching. Um, we were watching the, the telly. We were watching Sex, Death, Murder, <laughs> um, and uh, just as a man was both fucking and killing a prostitute, <laughs> um, the door opened. Uh, and there was my little boy, aged about seven or eight. And um, so we paused the telly, obviously. And then we realised that we'd paused it on a man fucking and killing, uh, fucking and killing a prostitute. <laughs> so we turned off the telly, uh, and we looked at the door. And it, I'm just going to paint a picture for you. There he is, rosy cheeks, blue eyes, blue jammies, holding his blue bear by the ankle. And imagine if Christopher Robin shopped at Primark. <laughs> And he says, um, and I said, well, what, what are you doing out of bed, kiddo? And he goes, um, I'm, I'm scared. Mommy, I'm scared. And I said, oh, darling. Darling, what are you scared of? And he said, um, well, I said, what are you scared of? But what I was thinking was, yes, yes. Because I know the answer to this one. I know this one, miss. Miss, I know this one. Right, because what you do, I'd been on Pinterest. I'd been on Pinterest. And what you do is you is, is you get an old spray bottle, right? And you fill it with, with water and glitter and maybe some lavender oil. And then you put a sticker on it uh, that says, you know, oh, bye-bye generic television monster. Or, um, you know, uh, no more Asian cows. Or... <laughs> Grace, Grace, go away. <laughs> and, uh, um, and then you go into their bedroom and you ch 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 
under the bed and you say oh there you go darling the monster grace jones whatever won't come back uh they're too frightened now they can't go to sleep right and um so I was like, yes, I know what to do with this one. And I said, what are you, what, what are you frightened of, darling? And he said, um, it's the blackness of infinity. it goes all the way forward forever <laughs> and it goes all the way backwards forever <laughs> and I said I think we're going to need a bigger bottle <laughs> No, of course I didn't. Of course I didn't. I mean, the thing is that I, I grew up in the church, right? So when I was a kid, if I'd said that to my parents, they'd have said, ah, oh, yes, but God, problem solved, off you fuck. <laughs> right? But I'm an atheist. I'm an atheist. So I was sat that there with this sort of terrible dilemma. You know, do I give you the tools to face the world and the unknowing huge vastness of the universe. You know? Do I just say, yeah, yeah, that is pretty fucking terrifying. <laughs> or do I deal with the fact that it's quarter to 10 on a school night and you just need to go to fucking bed now? So what I did was I went, da na 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 na, 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 Becky Paval tonight, by the way. Yeah. Our MC. Uh, I, I've been Louise Lee. You've been absolutely glorious as ever this night. Thank you very much for having me. Yeah. Good night. Yeah.
going to remind you of all the acts we've seen tonight. Uh, but before that, I've got a few notices. Oh, first things first. Um, someone found an earring. Yeah, I've. Um, if this is yours, I've licked off all the delicious bacteria. <laughs> and <laughs> uh, just come see me or I'll hand it to the bar, probably. Don't want to be responsible for anything like that. Um, so, notices. Hold your horses, people. This is the exciting bit. Uh, this is every week. Same time, same place. Good stuff. Uh, it's on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and it's called This Next Act, not some of the things I've called it today, earlier today, which was The Next Act or This New Act. It's, <laughs> it's not called that. It's called This Next Act. I'm a professional. <laughs> um, if you like comedy... I think some of you might. Uh, you might be interested in the Kettle, which is uh, a site which uh, has all of the information about lots and lots of comedy nights uh, in Bristol and possibly the surrounding areas. Uh, these cards will be being handed out as you leave if you'd like to grab one. Or there's uh, social media. Just look up the Kettle. <laughs> Uh, there is a podcast of all of this is being recorded, <laughs> documented for all time. Good stuff, you people. Um, and it's called This Next Act, which is uh, unsurprising. Uh, and it's available on all your podcast platforms, including Spotify. And it's hosted by Out of Lives Network. That bit's... I think just a obligatory statement that I need to make. <laughs> that mean, huh? Yeah, <laughs> They'll edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> this is hosted by the Out of Lives Network. They're great, and I've been Becky Paval. Um, um, Oh, there's going to be a bucket. This is a free event. But if you've loved what you've seen tonight, um, then just whatever you can afford, take it out of your pocket, unfold it, and put it in the bucket on your way out. Um, if, you, uh, if you're uh, strapped for cash, um, you can uh, just uh, pay a compliment to someone who you thought was great. Go up to them, give them your appreciation. Uh, it might sound silly, but they will 100% appreciate it. And uh, I'm just going to remind you, everyone that we've seen tonight. So we have seen, <laughs> in, in a very particular order, <laughs> here we go. We have seen, start clapping, Eliza Fraser, <laughs> Livy Newman, Rosa Hanscom, Katie Pritchard, Lucy Ruddyman, Antoinette Morris. We have seen Sarah Ali and the wonderful Louise Lee. And I've been Becky Paval, you've been wonderful, and come again.